0: Hi, and welcome to the Embracing Bliss podcast. Uh, This is podcast number 48A. I've gone to A because I want to add in a piece here that was not included in the book for uh, various different reasons. Uh, And I want to uh, record it now because um, I've had a lot of friends and acquaintances speak to me lately of... uh, there being a heaviness in their hearts and and a a, a sense of grief and despair and and sadness. And indeed, these experiences can uh, roll through the collective and we can be at the mercy of them from the collective. And indeed, if we've been on the planet for any length of time at all, then we as well have had experiences and will continue to have experiences of loss and of grief. And it's important that we find our way to recontextualize uh, these feelings and these experiences. So this is called, Even All This. And we begin with a quote from Deepak Chopra, Life After Death, The Burden of Proof, which is a book that I I really highly recommend. And Dr. Chopra says, Whatever it is that occurs at death, I believe it deserves to be called a miracle. The miracle, ironically, is that we don't die. The cessation of the body is an illusion, and like a magician sweeping aside a curtain, the soul reveals what lies beyond. Mystics have long understood the joyousness of the moment. As the great Persian poet Rumi puts it, death is our wedding with eternity. Now, the teachings of the East, of the Veda, uh, They say that life is eternal, that the truth of me, the soul of me, is a continuum of consciousness that was before I took on this body, that is as I'm having this experience as a body, and that will continue once I let go of this body as uh, an aspect of my life or as an expression of my life. Now, from this perspective, death is not the end of life, but rather a transformation of life from one form to another, like water becoming steam, becoming ice, becoming water again. And the soul of me goes on to greater adventures, ever-evolving, ever-growing, ever ever more holy, full, and free, and alive. If we can take this set of beliefs at face value, it, it can be a great comfort when considering our own passage through this world and, and beyond. Then there's the death of others, the loss of a loved one, or the senseless death of our brothers and sisters because of someone's misguided attempt to give their own life meaning by taking the lives of others. This is the death that hurts, the, the, the ones we, we, we have to live through. Some would say that the soul itself never experiences a death they actually experience a birth into a new reality. It is is those of us that are left behind that actually experience the loss, experience the death. But these are the deaths we must live through, the, the deaths of our loved ones and the deaths of others, especially those that are senseless, the ones we have to witness, the ones that push us through grief and rage and back again, and the ones that cause us to wrestle with our de- ideas of God or or of not God, like... How can a God allow this to happen? How can you claim there's a God when this sort of thing happens? These ideas of a world that is either nothing but despair and hopelessness or one that is infinitely filled with meaning and waiting only for us to discover it. Where do we balance these ideas when confronted with death? There's the idea of assigning blame, of deciding to attack or not to attack, to fight or not to fight the idea of what can I do to change things? How can I love even with this as a reality? Where is God? Why? Why this person? Why now? What the hell is wrong with this world? At the level of our humanness, uh, of our personality, of our nervous system experience, uh, at the level of this guy, these questions are all that matter. And most of them are... Without clear answers, each of us must come up with our own approach, our own calls to action. There is no right answer to how to stand up to hatred and violence. There's no right way to walk through grief and despair and loss. We each have to discover our own way through moment by moment and day by day. Now, what spirit can offer us, what the the teachings of consciousness and spirit can offer us in this passage through our darkness is the promise of healing and the knowledge that all things of our relative world experience have a beginning and a middle and an end even these enormous feelings even this rage even this despair light is far more powerful than darkness Life will continue. Joy will be available to us again at some point. And it will be an even greater joy than before because like our life itself, it will contain within it the certainty of sorrow and loss, the certainty of death. And our joy at that moment will be big enough to encompass even all this. Today I will pray for this world and everyone in it that we may find our way to love, that we may come together for each other rather than against each other. And I will ask to be shown specifically and moment by moment throughout the day how I may be of service in helping to bring this about. As my friend Bird says, it's not over until I've learned how to love. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book is based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose. In this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.